This podcast is brought to you by LMU Munich. My name is Lawrence Culver. I'm an associate professor in the history department at Utah State University and currently a Carson Fellow here at the Rachel Carson Center. Uh, I got my doctorate at UCLA uh, in 2004 and uh, since then have been teaching at Utah State and recently published my first book, uh, The Frontier of Leisure, Southern California and the Shaping of Modern America. Um, and I'm now here in Munich at the Carson Center working on a new project called Manifest Disaster, Climate and the Making of America. It's a play off of a term uh, very common in U.S. history. Uh, as the United States was expanding westward across North America, many white English-speaking Americans believed that it was their manifest destiny to conquer North America, that they were culturally and religiously and politically superior to other peoples, and that God had chosen them, that it was their manifest destiny to conquer North America, uh, regardless of all the other peoples who inhabited the continent, uh, or in the case of my research, regardless of the actual environment and climate of North America, that they just assumed that not only would the peoples of North America, but the continent itself would cooperate with their ambitions for continental empire. I think that climate is something that on the one hand is constructed through science and scientific observation and measurement of weather observations over extended periods, over decades and centuries. But historically, climate was perceived and constructed by people through a variety of means. Uh, through folk belief coming out of European culture and history, through the evolving uh, development of the natural sciences and climate science in Europe and North America and other places, and also in the ways that ordinary people read landscapes. Uh, they looked at landscapes and looked for trees and water and examined soil and made assumptions based on those things about what uh, the climate of any given region would be like. Um, and sometimes those deductions were fairly accurate and other times they were wildly inaccurate. In some ways the history of climate and the perceptions of climate is a global phenomenon. It's not by any means limited to the United States. In the case of the United States, the particular interest about climate uh, was deriving from a couple of sources. One was that most Americans, uh, European Americans, had no long-term memory or experience with the climate of North America, unlike Europeans in Europe who had long experience with winters and summers and the average times of the first thaw in the spring, the first hard freeze in the fall. Uh, settlers in North America did not have that memory, that collective experience. So they were interested in trying to figure out the climate of places they moved. And their interest in this climate was primarily for survival and for profit. Uh, places where they could plant crops and know that they would grow, that they would have food for the next year. Or in the longer term, places that they could develop into cities, into large agricultural regions, uh, land that could be sold as real estate to other settlers or to investors in North America or in Europe. So they had a wide variety of reasons to be very vested in and interested in trying to figure out 
what the climate regime of the various regions of North America was going to be. I use a variety of sources in my research. These include things, for example, like government documents. Uh, the United States federal government expended huge amounts of money on federal surveys of the West exploring the land and territory and climate of the Far West, uh, and then writing up uh, their findings in these very lavishly published and illustrated reports, multi-volume works that actually cost more to publish than the surveys themselves had cost. So the federal government, which is very invested in selling this land as a major source of revenue, is publishing these these documents that on the one hand are scientific, but on the other hand are very much kind of promotional real estate materials, uh, selling this land as and its potential for settlers. So that's one source. Another source are diaries, uh, accounts from uh, settlers, from farmers, people who are either experiencing climate because they're traveling across North America or because they're in place and they're doing things like, for example, very commonly, keeping records of weather, keeping records of temperature and precipitation. Um, so those are some sources. Other sources include promotional materials uh, by rail produced by railroad companies, cities, regions, promoting agricultural land or urban development. Um, so those are all kinds of sources that I use, among others.